Hey everyone, this is Anthony Fleming, Senior Pastor of Church Alive, praying that this message is fresh, real, and powerful in your mind, your heart, your family, every part of your life. If you enjoy these messages, subscribe to it, share it with a friend to build their faith. God bless you as you lean in to the power and presence of God's Word. Come on, why don't we stand to our feet? Thank you, Sir Manny. Manny invited me to CrossFit one of these days and then didn't show up. I'll always hold that against you, Manny. <laughs> Love you, buddy. No, just kidding. Uh, how are we doing? You doing good? <laughs> Praise God. We're about to pray and read the Scriptures in a second. You know, um, five years ago, we were doing construction, well, actually five and a tiny bit, we were doing construction in this place. And one of the guys that was helping us keep part of our church, um, there, there was a bar actually right where you guys are standing. Sorry, it's gone. You can't get any drinks now. But uh, there was a bar kind of somewhere else. So there was two different bars. Well, anyway, we were ripping all the stuff down. And, uh, well, I wasn't. I was observing it. Just to, just to give you some context. Um, and then one of the guys who comes to our church who is ripping it all down, he just looks at me. And again, we're a church of 350, 400. He just looks at me and goes, you know this place is too small, don't you? And I was like, I mean, yeah, I think so. Um, and this is the last Sunday that we'll meet here and we'll step into a bigger place. Now we may use this as a campus one day. I don't know, we'll see how we go. Um, but um, I just wanna thank, be thankful for what God's done. For five years, um, every single service in this church, we've seen decisions for Christ. There hasn't been one service where we never saw one decision for Christ. Can we celebrate that? Um, Super Bowl Sunday's coming up and what I'd encourage you as the video talked about is just simply pray about your part in what is the Believe and Build Foundation because we wanna move into the Williams Centre but we wanna look past the Williams Centre and we do that by faith. And I remember as a young man, 18 year old, that when the Lord first challenged me, one of my most significant faith moments was when the Lord um, spoke to my heart and led my heart on generosity. And He spoke to me to give away a certain amount of money and I had four bucks left. And I was like, that's all I got. He's got, and He said to me, are you gonna trust me or you? And it was one of the most significant, significant moments of faith uh, in my life. So I'd invite you all to pray about that and be a part of that. Does that sound good? Yeah. Judges chapter 16, we're gonna read this Scripture and then we're gonna pray. Judges 16 verse 21. Then the Philistines seized him, gouged out his eyes and took him down to Gaza. That's an encouraging verse, isn't it? Thought I'd start encouraging. Binding him with bronze shackles, they set him to grinding grain in the prison. Come on, let's pray together. Father, I thank You. I thank You for every man. I thank You for every woman, woman within the sound of my voice. 
Holy Spirit, I thank You for the kids in our kids' space. I thank You for the leaders who lead and Lord, those who serve on team and that one who's new today for the very first time. I thank You for him and thank You for her today. I, I thank You, Holy Spirit, that You've been with us all this time. I thank You, You're going before us and You are behind us, Father. So Lord, I pray over this place again. I pray that You would step in the way. I pray that moments like this would be significant. I pray that destinies would align with Your destiny. I pray that family would align with Your strength. I pray that, God, this church would continue to just see Your hand. Lord, more than anything else, we need Your hand. More than anything else, we need Your presence. More than anything else, God, people need to, to, to feel You and know You and, and sense You. So, Father, move across this place, I pray. Lord, encourage some people who need it. Heal some people that might need it. Lord, draw people, I pray. Come on, pray this simple prayer. Say, Jesus, speak to my heart. Change my life. In Your powerful Name, in Jesus' Name. Come on, one more time, Church Alive. Can we give the Lord a hand? Praise God. Praise God and grab your seat. Turn to the person next to you and say, I'll see you at the Williams Centre next Sunday. Volani looked at Manny and said, I'll see you at CrossFit. <laughs> Manny said, no, you won't. <laughs> Imagine with me for a moment that you got to walk up to Samson and read him this scripture. You got to walk up to Samson and say, Samson, this is in the Bible. It's gonna be in the Bible. It's not yet in the Bible, Samson, but it's gonna be in the Bible. Then the Philistines seized him, gouged out his eyes. That's you, Samson. They're gonna write this about you. And he's like, no, they're not. I'm Samson. I'm a Nazarite. I'm anointed. I'm strong. He's like, no, 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 Samson, listen to me. They're gonna write this about you. Then the Philistine sees him, gouged out his eyes. Do you like your eyes, Samson? Do you like? He's like, yeah, I do, gosh. How's that, how's that possible? It says this, and they took him down to Gaza. He's like, I hate Gaza. Binding him with bronze shackles. He's like, no one can bind me. I'm so tough, I'm so strong that no one can bind me. And they set him to grinding grain in the prison. What if you said to himself, well, how'd I get there? I'm God's man, I'm God's, I'm God's guy. And you're the one that gets to warn Samson. Samson, hey, they're gonna take out your eyes. What would you say to Samson? I think you might say something like this. You must understand the power of the path. You hearing me, church? Come on, are you hearing me? You must and I must understand the power of the path. Have you ever pondered the path? We're gonna ponder the path. Paths can take you places, don't they? They take you to the most beautiful cities or the world's poorest cities. Depends which path you choose, doesn't it? 
Paths can take you to the greatest places of education or the company of fools. Depends which path you choose, isn't it? Paths will take you to the most amazing people in the world or the most dangerous people in the world. Paths can have you healthy or in the hospital. Paths can have you addicted or living self-control. I was talking to a friend of mine, I worked out with him the other day, he actually showed up, Manny. <laughs> um, I was working out with a friend of mine the other day and he actually was in Mexico one of these days and he's a CrossFit guy. And uh, he's like, they told me not to get away from the, from the resort I was at, but I was like, man, I gotta get to my CrossFit. Had to meet Manny there. <laughs> and... Um, Anyway, he goes about a mile away from the resort. It's, it's daytime. But then by the time he finishes his workout, it's nighttime. And then he begins to walk back to his resort. And this man comes up next to him. He's like, hey, 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 buddy. Hey, hey, how you doing? Hey, 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 hey. He's like, you got any money? You got any money? He's having this conversation. He's like, man, I've got my money actually right in this pocket and he's doing this kind of stuff. And then the guy's like, man, I just need a couple of dollars and so forth. And, and, uh, and the guy was telling him, hey, I, 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 used to, I, used to, I used to be a real bad guy and I just cut someone like you. But I went to prison, I changed my life, and, but I, I need some money. And, uh, and, and my friend was walking with the guy. He's like, I'm just going back to my resort. He's like, come on, man, you gotta give me some money. Isn't it amazing if you go on the right path or you go on the wrong path? The people you'll bump into, the things that'll happen in your life if you choose the right path and the wrong path. And what Samson needs to understand is you don't leave, lose your strength overnight. You actually lose it on the path. And the truth is that every single one of us walk on a path. You don't get to be the person in this room who's unique to this story and go, hey, I don't walk on a path. No, all of us walk on a path. And here's the thing, we don't get to choose the fruit of the path we walk on. We only get to choose the path that we walk on. We don't actually get to choose the blessings of the path. We simply get to choose the path. Are you hearing me? Power of right paths and wrong paths. Matthew 15, Jesus said this, if the blind lead the blind, won't they both fall into a pit? How many know we choose paths, but we choose people? We choose paths, but we choose people. Here's the thing, you may not think you're following a path, but if you're following people, guess what? You're following a path. And on the path, Jesus says, watch out for these, these Pharisees and Sadducees. He says, they're blind guides. And he says, if the blind lead the blind, won't they both fall into a pit? What Jesus is saying to us, he's saying, there's a path that you and I are walking on and we've got to choose the right person and we've got to choose the right path. Have you noticed that everyone's following someone? One of the greatest things I noticed, one of the greatest convictions of my heart during COVID was this, everyone's got a shepherd. Everyone's following somebody. And you're gonna make sure the one you're following, he knows where he's going. 
Let's go back to Samson for a moment. Samson is one of the coolest dudes in the Bible, isn't he? When you're a kid, you wanted to be Samson. I wanted to be Samson. I didn't want my eyes gouged out, but I wanted to be Samson. Samson just was the He-Man. Remember He-Man? Anyone remember He-Man? Remember Shira, Princess of Power, and then there's He-Man. He-Man was the Ronnie Coleman of the day. He was the bodybuilder, he was the big guy, and he was ridiculously strong. He was Samson, could take out anyone. But Samson's life had a lifelong commitment. He was a Nazarite. Let me give you the couple of details of the Nazarite vow. You could have a Nazarite vow for a week or a month, a couple of months, it was part of your commitment. But Samson's vow was a lifelong, someone say lifelong. It was a lifelong commitment to a certain path. And it was this, don't cut your hair. He'd just be walking around flowing, ladies. Just flowing. Samson, you're like, why are you, you never go to the barber? He's like, no, I save my money. Don't touch anything dead. He could not go near dead things. And he had to stay away from alcohol and even grapes. Watch this, Judges 14, verse five. Samson went down to Timnah. Someone say he went down. <laughs> Samson went down to Timnah together with his father and his mother. He's hanging out with mom and dad, which is good. And as they approached the vineyards of Timnah, suddenly a young lion came roaring towards him. I have a question. Why are you going near the vineyards? Samson, why are you going near the vineyards? I'm trying to save you your eyes, Samson. Why are you going near the vineyards? I do wonder to myself, kind of, uh, you gotta put yourself in Scripture. How many know that? You gotta put yourself in the place. And I wonder if there was a sign to Timna where he was going. It said the long way and the other way was the shortcut. But the shortcut had this in brackets by the vineyards. And Samson just thinks to himself, I'm not gonna have any, I'm just gonna go there. And he's just walking by the vineyards and what happens is a lion comes along and he's hanging out near the vineyards, a man who's never meant to touch any alcohol and all of a sudden a lion comes along but it's a young lion and the anointing of God comes on him and he literally slays it. He thinks to himself, ha, I'm good. I can hang in the vineyards and the power of God will still touch my life. I can hang there. I can get close to breaking God's standards and God's law and the power of God still touches me. And I do wonder if all of a sudden pride starts to get in him a little bit like I'm kind of untouchable. You're never untouchable. I don't care how long you've been a Christian, you're not untouchable. We live in a world that is fallen and broken and there's temptation everywhere and you're not untouchable. And I do wonder to myself if Samson just believed that all of a sudden, man, I'm in the vineyard and the power of God came on me. Don't worry, I can still do it. And he kills this lion. He's kind of like, look, mom and dad, I'm anointed. Then what's interesting, the Bible goes on to tell us this. Where's my verse? Well, let me tell you what it is anyway. Let me summarize this. He goes back later 
And he goes to the vineyard again where the lion was, but the lion's dead. Think about this for a moment. You went to the vineyard and a lion showed up. Warning, you can't hang out at vineyards. He slays the lion, kills it. The power of God comes. But for some reason, he wants to go see a dead lion. What's Samson's second commitment? Don't touch dead things. So now you're going to the vineyard, aren't you, Samson? Now you're hanging in the vineyard. Now you're touching or at least looking at dead things. I thought your commitment was don't touch dead things. But here's what's interesting. Something sweet was in the dead thing. Have you ever heard anyone say this? You know, honey has medicinal qualities. You ever have a sore throat? You're like, I need a little honey for my throat. And it actually has a, in the springtime, if you hate uh, the, the, the spring because of allergies, if you have local, right? If you have some local honey, that helps. I do that. I throw it my, in, my, in my coffee these days because, I, you know, when springtime comes, I wanna be ready. I don't want just red eyes and everyone thinking I'm smoking doobies. And so there's this medicinal qualities in honey and, and perhaps Samson justified himself. He's like, I'm gonna go see a dead lion, but guess what? There's medicine in the lion. Because you can justify anything. Haven't you noticed you can justify a lot? You're like, oh, <laughs> there's medicine in it. It's a CBD gummy. <laughs> you know, it's from trees. God made trees. Anyway, I won't touch that, but I hope you get what I'm getting. It was nature. God did it. And he's, what's he doing? He's playing with what he's never meant to play with. He's getting honey out of a dead carcass. But here's what's interesting. The power of God is still on his life. And the power of God has not shifted. It has not lifted but then he hangs out with, as Pastor Steve Kelly talked about last week, delightful Delilah. He's hanging with delightful Delilah and she's luring him and getting him a little bit closer and a little bit closer. And if you show a piece, uh, if you show the picture on the screen, guys, if you show this rope, this is Samson. He's got three commitments. Don't touch dead things. Don't drink alcohol. Don't cut your hair. He's hanging out with dead things. He's hanging out in the vineyard. But the power of God's still on him. The grace of God's still on his life. But he's only got one more commitment. And in that one more commitment, he's hanging by a thread, isn't he? And Delilah is kind of luring him. Hey, tell me your last secret. And it gets closer. Would you play with my hair? Would you braid my hair? Would you do all this kinds of stuff with my hair? And Finally, he just gets sick and tired of the nagging, doesn't he? And finally he says, oh my goodness. Yeah, just cut my hair. And what was hanging by a thread, the Bible says, the Lord left him. The Bible says this interesting line, for he did not know that the Lord had left him. And I would say to all of us, it's easier to get on a path than get off a path. Samson is on a path called 
I tread really, really close to breaking God's standards. I, I tread really, really close. But how many know the strength of Samson is in his commitment? And if you don't understand that in the Christian life, the strength of your life flows from your commitment. The strength of your life flows from your commitment to the house of God. The strength of your life will flow from your commitment to the Word of God. The strength of your life will flow from the commitment to the, the moving of the Spirit of God. The strength of your life will flow. But how many of you know that many times we break the standards and then later we feel guilty, but how many are thankful for the grace and mercy of God? But here's the thing, God has not called you to live a defeated life. God has called you to live an overcoming life. And to live an overcoming life means I tap into the grace of God to help me overcome challenges, not just the grace of God when I fall. And it must be both. Let me say this about Samson. Samson seemed like he was always alone. He'd hang out with mom and dad. Wasn't very good at listening with mom and dad because mom and dad didn't want him to marry certain women. He's like, don't worry, I want her. But I noticed about Samson, he didn't have any friends next to him, any boys, any, any brothers. He was so gifted. And this can happen with gifted people. Gifted people can isolate themselves because they do everything well. That was Samson. I don't need brothers because I got money. I don't need brothers because, you know, I'm good. But Samson needed someone. Samson needed a transform group. Am I preaching to anyone today? He didn't just need a transform group. He needed to stay in that transform group and share with them, hey, I've been playing with dead lions. I've been playing with the vineyards. I've been hanging out with Delightful. Anyone with me? 1 Corinthians 10 says this, these things happened to them as examples and were written down as warnings for us on whom the culmination of the age has come. So if you think you're standing firm, it says be careful that you don't fall. These examples of Samson happened to us so that we would not understand or we would understand the power of the path. Are you getting this, church? This path, I'm not just making small incremental decisions. I'm walking down a path and that path has fruit to it. That path has blessings, but it has challenges to it. Listen to what it goes on to say. Verse 13, no temptation has overtaken you except what is common to mankind. And God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when, he says, what's this now? But, but when? What does that say? When? But, what does that say? It's not a hard word, is it? Right, four, four letters, ready? Read this, but. Say it again, but um, in the Christian life, are you surprised when temptation comes? <laughs> I do think sometimes we're surprised. I'm like, I'm a Christian. How can I be tempted? Because this isn't heaven. There's a time when literally there'll be zero temptation. 
heaven. It's gonna be amazing. We're literally just gonna walk around, praising the Lord, loving everyone, zero temptation, zero sin, zero pain. But in the process, how many know there's temptation? There's temptation like Samson to make yourself an idol. Samson's idolatry, watch this now, verse 14. Therefore, dear friends, flee from idolatry. Samson's idolatry was himself because he's so good. He's so gifted. He's so strong. No, no one can compare to him. Imagine walking into a room and knowing you can beat them all up all at the same time. <laughs> you walk into a room, just go, I'll take you all on. You mean one at a time? No, right now. You know the, 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 the ego that could come from that? He says, but flee from idolatry. I want us to um, understand and comprehend the gravity and weight of right paths and wrong paths. You gotta comprehend the gravity and the weight of right paths and wrong paths. But my second point really to you today is this. We have to strengthen our commitments to right paths. If you're gonna be strong, if you're gonna strengthen this year, how many wanna strengthen this year? If you're gonna strengthen this year, you gotta strengthen your commitments to what? Right paths. I believe the house of God Sunday is a right path. I, I had a, um, a leader friend say this to me, and it was an interesting line. He said, most people don't just have to be more committed to God. He said, most people need to be more committed to the house of God. Because haven't you met people that they're like, oh, I believe in God and I'm spiritual, but they're not anywhere? They don't go anywhere, they, they, I'm, I'm spiritual. We don't know what that means, but I'm spiritual. We're kinda like, okay, spiritual. One of the great things that you need is a great commitment to the house of God. Why? Because out of the house of God will come teaching from the Word of God about the character of God, the nature of God. It'll come teaching about your family. It'll have teaching about your mind. It'll have teaching about your health. It'll have teaching about every facet of your life. But sometimes people are like, yep, I love Jesus, I just hate His church. But you can't love Jesus and hate His church. You can love Jesus and be struggling with His church. You can love Jesus and, and feel like, ah, the church has let me down. But how many of you know when you get let down by people, that's an opportunity to grow? And it's an opportunity to forgive and understand that Jesus got let down by people. Jesus had His closest 12 leave Him. And then He didn't give up. So for me to become Christ-like is to be disappointed by people and then to love them anyway. And how many know that's the struggle many times? Like if, if man, if, if, if you leave church because someone offended you, all the devil has to do is tweak one person. So let me encourage you to strengthen your commitment to the house of God. Don't allow yourself to be off for three weeks. Come on, I'm talking to some people today. Don't allow yourself to say, you know what? Three or four weeks, I'll be back. You'd be surprised what three or four weeks will do. Yeah. You honestly, it's, it's like you're playing in the vineyards. 
It's like you're playing around the dead. Don't worry, Pastor Anthony, I'm still praying. No, you're straying. You may be praying, but unless I'm connected to a group of people, I need the house of God. I'm a pastor, I need the house of God. I need the other pastors in our church. I need the other leaders in our church. I need the house of God. I need the teaching of the Word of God. I need the worship of, uh, I need serving, I need giving. I need all the facets that come. I need people to offend me. Why? Because it teaches me. Someone sent me a message a while ago and you know, it happens sometimes that they don't like something and guess what? Then I have to process in a healthy way, Jesus helped me deal with this in a right way. And then I might have to pray through it and think through it. And I don't leave my own church because I'm offended at my church. No, I'm called to stay in the house of God because guess what? I shouldn't say it's my church because it's His church. Yeah. It's His church. And so when I'm leading and things go wrong, I'm gonna be committed to the path. Are you committed to the path? The secret of his strength was, was his commitment to God. But the secret of why he lost everything in his life was his lack of commitment to God. Second Thessalonians chapter three, verse five says this, may the Lord direct your heart into what? God's love and Christ's what? May the Lord direct your hearts into God's love and Christ's perseverance. So when your faith is struggling a little bit, don't look at the circumstances of the people, go look at Christ. Go look at the Lord, go look at His perseverance. That's why we partake of communion regularly in our church, so that your heart is looking at Him and not someone else. Because other people do disappoint you. And other people do let you down. And guess what? You let yourself down. <laughs> you ever made a goal? No? <laughs> I hope I'm not leading that church. <laughs> but I like, know, why would we do that? <laughs> I'm above it. <laughs> you tried to change, but you didn't. But here's the interesting thing. If you keep walking the path, eventually you get there. Hebrews 12 verse one, therefore since we are surrounded, we're surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. Don't miss that bit. So easily. Haven't you noticed that? So easily. And let us run with what? The perseverance. Why would Scripture encourage you to have perseverance? Because it was gonna be really easy. If I gave you an ice cream and then I, chocolate chip, mint, whatever you want, your favorite one. What's your favorite ice cream, Patty? All of them. That's good. good answer. Kieran, favorite ice cream? Chocolate. Chocolate, all right. <laughs> You're just making stuff up, man. I can tell on the spot. He's like, which, which one? <laughs> I don't have to encourage Patty and Kieran. Come on, guys. You can finish it. 
They're like, why are you telling me to finish it? I'm gonna finish it. They're like, I'm a finisher. That's what I do. I eat it to the end. I lick the bowl. I don't do that anymore, but I used to. When I was 12, oh yeah. You ever, you ever lick that bowl? <laughs> My wife's pointing at me like, you still do. <laughs> don't judge me. <laughs> Why is Scripture encouraging perseverance? Because sometimes it's hard. Because sometimes it's not easy. And there's distractions. And there's temptations. And there's times when your faith is high. And there's times when your faith can feel low. There's times when people are so encouraging. And there's times when people are discouraging. There's a person who passed away in our church. Well, not, not our church, but they're connected to someone in our church. And lots of people prayed for them and they passed away. But there's another person in our church and they were healed radically of cancer. We're still gonna be a church that prays for people, though there's disappointments on the journey. We're still gonna be a church that wants addictions to break off people, even though we know that some people will fall back into addictions. We're still gonna be a church that is building marriages and homes, even though we know that some people are gonna fall and some people are gonna fail in it. We're still gonna be that church. We will pray for the sick. We'll pray for people to get deliverance. We'll pray for people to plant in the house of God. And I know what happens when people plant in the house of God. Their faith flourishes, it strengthens. But you've got to be strong enough to know this, that there's times of joy and sometimes there's times of sorrow. And it's the same path. It is the path of Jesus. There's abundance, there's blessing, but there's trial, there's perseverance. And there's times when you just, the best thing you can just do is get up again. Our church is moving to a new place. It's encouraging. Here's one of the reasons why it's encouraging. You may not know this. I met with the mayor twice. I met with Bergen County one time. We prayed. We did a, a 14 day walk around the Williams Center. And thankfully the walls didn't just fall down like Jericho, but we prayed that we'd get that building. And then for four years, we didn't hear boo and we moved here. And then a couple of months ago, they're like, hey, you wanna come back? And I just feel like it's a Jordan moment for our church. It's a Jordan moment where they couldn't pass a certain river, but God dried it up for them so that they could walk in carrying the presence of God but what if they quit before they got to the Jordan? And I wanna tell you that we're a church that doesn't quit. We're a people, and I wanna encourage you to be a people that don't, doesn't quit. Come on, don't quit. Don't quit on your marriage, don't quit on your home. Don't quit on your faith. Don't quit on showing up. Don't quit. There is power in the path, but there's power in perseverance. I wanna encourage someone's faith today. You might feel defeated, but don't quit. Galatians 6. Listen, let me read this last scripture then let me pray for you. Let us not become weary. Why does he say don't become weary? Because the temptation would be to be weary. 
for at the proper time, we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Let me read it to you again. Let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time, we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Come on, can we give the Lord a hand in the house of God? Come on, come on. All across this place, I'm gonna have you stand to your feet. We're just gonna sing just maybe one more chorus. I want you to praise the Lord. Maybe you're, you're doing so well, maybe life's tough. I want you to praise with perseverance. I want you to praise with faith. Come on, let's praise for a moment. There's never a season, never a place where I am alone, where you don't show your face. Right here I remember, how could I forget your faithfulness has never come on. There's never a season, never a place where I am alone, where you don't show your face. Right here I remember, how could I forget? Come on. Let's sing that one more time. There's never a season, never a every life, every hand right now, all across this place. And I pray the perseverance of Christ and the love of God would touch every person. Strengthen them now in the name of Jesus through, through everything. Help their eyes set on You. Help their eyes set on You. Holy Spirit, strengthen them now. Comfort each one. Give them courage in their soul. Strengthen their body. Strengthen their mind. Put your hand down, eyes closed all across this place. Maybe you're watching online today. Maybe you're in this service today and you've yet to meet Christ. He loves you. He made you. He drew you here. Maybe you're in this place and you've never said yes to Him. Maybe you're in this place and you know you've wandered from Him and you want to come back to Him today. Faith is the simplicity to trust God. Faith is the simplicity to say, Jesus, I believe in you. I believe your blood is enough. I believe your resurrection is enough.
to forgive me and make me a child of God. So all across this place, come on, can we pray this simple prayer? Say, dear Jesus, thank You for Your blood that washes sin away. Forgive me. I put my faith in You today. Help me know You. Help me walk with You. Help me plant where You need me to plant. Eyes closed all across this place. If that was you today, friend, would you quickly just let me know all across this place? Would you raise this hand? Raise your hand all across this place. Praise God. Every single one of you. Praise God. Praise God, sir. Praise God, sir. Praise God, man. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Thank you. Thank you. Those are watching online, you can raise your hand. You can put your hand down. Father, bless your people. Strengthen your people, I pray. In the name of Jesus. Come on. One more time, Church of Life. Can we celebrate Jesus in this house? Praise God, praise God.